Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. Shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a creative, a feminist, and a pastor. In this week's episode, we hear a Jesus story that reminds us to care for each other with tenderness. I share a story about a childhood dream starring Jesus himself and how my Sunday school teacher chose tenderness to help me, a dream-inspired poet, feel seen, heard, and welcomed. This is Welcome, Winnie and the Jesus dream. In this week's gospel story from Mark 9, Jesus interrupts a debate between his disciples of who is the greatest with a reminder that the work they are called to is one of service, one of caring for people, one of not playing king of the hill, but how can I help you? There is a popular TV show that tells the hilarious story of a cafe with tasty soup long lines, and a chef with a very short temper. And when irritated with customers, he exclaims, no soup for you. I'm not sure how things are going where you are, but in the past week or so, I've had a few interesting experiences around this idea of welcome, as well as some tenderness in my own life on some puppy spots. One of them involved stopping for a cup of coffee at a new place that I'd driven by many times saying, I should really try to stop there next time. So in search of some caffeine, some tenderness, and some welcome, I stopped that day for a cup of joe. And when I entered this little shop, I saw bags of coffee beans piled high, waiting to be roasted, and a small counter with coffee dispensers lined up in a row. There were no signs or menus. And I did hear something that sounded like an AM radio blaring really loud. And then saw a rather intense appearing person standing behind the counter, shouting at me, beans or cup. 
This was not the usual greeting I expect at a coffee shop. So I started to ask for a menu or what options there were. And again, I heard them say beans or cup. No other choices here. Just beans or cup. I quietly said, cup? And they said, hot or cold? Hot, please. Taste this. I did. Do you take milk or sugar? I started to say, I take stevia, but I had a sense that this was not an option and said, oh, just a bit of sugar, thanks. And so the person behind the counter put a dash of sugar in my takeaway cup and said, I'm not a chef. I'm a coffee roaster. I make one kind of coffee a day, hot, cold, or whole beans. By the way, you want to sip that coffee slowly. It hits different than the crummy stuff you probably drink. End of conversation. And I exit the shop. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. I walked out of the door, passing this coffee gauntlet of sorts, stunned, but thinking on the bright side. At least I got a cup of coffee out of the deal. Coffee for me. And I started to sip my drink. A little too fast. Ten minutes later, I realized that the coffee roaster was right. That this coffee did hit different. Way different. It tasted wonderful and smooth and dark. And I drank it way too fast. It was as if the intensity of the coffee exchange in that shop had somehow been infused into the coffee that I was drinking. And I drank it, like I said, way too fast. As the caffeine coursed through my veins, my mind buzzed along with the pitter-patter of my heart, and I thought, I wish this amazing coffee could have come with a bit of welcome. I wish I knew the name of the person who roasted and prepared this coffee. With a little more welcome, like the dab of sugar in my coffee, I'd have a chance to know a bit more about the roaster. With a little welcome or tenderness, it would have been the perfect roast for me. In other episodes of this podcast, I've mentioned this human tendency to either try to make ourselves bigger than we are, to puff ourselves up, to play king of the hill, or to make ourselves small to try and blend in, to go unnoticed. When we're in uncertain situations, new places and with new people especially, this puffing up or shrinking down happens, especially if we're not sure the other party will accept us for who we are. I don't know if this is exactly what the disciples were up to when they were deciding among who of them was the greatest. But Jesus cut the eagle trip short in his brief reminder When you follow me, there is no greatest, there is only service. And to further get his point across, Jesus holds up a child in his arms and says, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not only me, but the one who sent me. Jesus cuts this ego game short, big or small, Kind of like my conversation with the coffee roaster and my coffee choices were abbreviated the other day. Jesus reminds his followers that they all are children, all beloved by God, and that there is no need for games like who is the greatest. The calling was to love, to serve, 
and to welcome all in the name of God. Which brings me to a holy shenanigan story I call Winnie and the Jesus Dream. My Sunday school teacher's name was Winnie. At least that's what I think her name was. No, she wasn't Winnie the Pooh, but she was a very friendly and kind woman. She had gray, fluffy hair, a kind face, and an easygoing way about her. All the characteristics she had were reasons I probably wasn't afraid to tell her about this unique dream that I'd had. I was no more than five years old, and I was sitting in her kindergarten Sunday school classroom. In that classroom was a picture on the wall of Jesus with multicultural group of children crowding around him. I really liked that picture. This picture captured my attention and imagination so much, it inspired a dream. A dream about me having a conversation face-to-face with Jesus. In my Jesus dream, I was one of the children in the crowd huddled around him. In fact, at one point in the dream, I was sitting on Jesus' lap and having a nice chat with him. It was probably about how much I loved my red patent leather Buster Brown dress shoes. No matter what I actually talked to Jesus about in my dream, I was so excited to have been chosen to be close to him and to talk with him. I was so excited about this, I couldn't wait to tell my teacher, Winnie. Some Sunday morning I came to church. We all said our hellos and got started talking about the lesson of the day. But upon seeing this picture of Jesus with the children in her classroom, I could wait no longer and blurted out, Miss Winnie, can I tell you about a dream I had? It's about Jesus. She smiled. She closed her lesson book for a moment and welcomed me to tell the story about my dream. Miss Winnie listened to me. She affirmed that it was a wonderful dream. She did not chide me or dismiss my excitement as I talked about Jesus in my dream. She included all of the children in the class in the discussion about the dream, and after hearing my story, paused to carefully ask us some questions. How amazing would it be to meet Jesus face to face? What would you say to him? Who would you tell about meeting him? What do you think Jesus would say to you? After this time of questions and pondering, she took out her Bible and found another story from the book of Mark that spoke about Jesus' welcome of children. Where Jesus blesses the little children, takes time to be with the little children, and always loves the little children. Miss Winnie did not ask me or my classmates to become bigger or smaller than we were. She asked us to show up as we were. She gave me space to show up as I was, excited about this Jesus dream and excited with this idea of tenderness and welcome. Winnie took the dream seriously, and she welcomed me like Jesus welcomed children. Winnie showed me welcome and tenderness that still sticks with me to this day. She welcomed me, the dreamer, and helped me to know that God also loves and welcomes me. Thanks to Winnie, I have some more questions about welcome. 
When it comes to welcome, what do you need to feel seen, heard, and loved? Sometimes we need a strong cup of joe to wake us up to our distractions. Sometimes we need someone to listen to our dreams and help us bring them into reality. Sometimes we need the reminder to be like a child, beloved and welcomed by Jesus, and that Jesus truly does accept and welcome all the people of the world. There is no need for king of the hill, bigger, better, and the human ego game of making ourselves bigger or smaller. What if we could live in what I call the miraculous middle of things? Not too big, not too small, but exactly how we are, beloved by God. For today's prose, I ask you to travel back in time a little bit before the coffee story and the King of the Hill conversation to that little classroom with Miss Winnie, the kids, and the picture of Jesus extending tenderness and welcome to all the children of the world. As you listen to these words, know that God's welcome is for you, that you can dream of talking with Jesus, and that Jesus would love to hear whatever is on your mind. Miss Winnie and the Jesus Dream Miss Winnie, can I tell you about a dream I had? It's about Jesus. She smiled. She listened. She did not chide me for wanting to be the child in the center of Jesus' attention. She included the whole class in the discussion. She affirmed that it was a wonderful dream and thanked me for bringing it to the light of day. We all talked about how amazing it would be to meet Jesus face to face. What would we say to him? Who would we tell about meeting him? What do we think Jesus would say to us? I think my answer now is the same as it was when I was small. I think Jesus would say, I love you. I see you. I hear you. And with all tenderness, you are welcome here. Thank you for joining us this week to extend some welcome and tenderness on behalf of Holy Shenanigans, to surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down, all in the name of love. This unpredictable spiritual adventure is always sacred, but never stuffy.